Everybody Googles everything, especially potential customers or employers, and a business or personal online reputation can make or break you. If negative search results or reviews are impacting you, Webamax is here to help. Our proven process restores your online reputation quickly and effectively, and it matters. Don't let negative results control your narrative. Visit GoWebamax.com and fill out a brief confidential form to see how we can help. Remember, if you aren't paying attention to your online reputation, someone else is. GoWebamax.com before history is written it's played before it's frozen in time it's fought one shift at a time before it's etched in silver it's carved in ice what happens next will last forever the Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad... To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad... To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Pittsburgh Steeler fans, welcome back to another episode of the Scobro Show. It is Tuesday night. It is 9 p.m. It is time for our time together, and we have made it through the 2021 NFL Draft, and now we just kind of mm. get to sit back and talk about it a little bit here tonight. With me, as always, my big brother, Rich. Rich, how's it going? Hey, it's going great. You know, I'm a, I'm a sco, I'm a bro, and I'm here on this show. Yo, yo. Yo, yo, bro, bro. Yo, yo. Yeah. So you know what? I meant to do this last week and I completely forgot. Wanted to give the shout out to the passing of Shock G from Digital Underground. We had a oh, Digital sir. Underground poster in our room. It was your poster. Yes, we did. But it was in our room. I don't um, need to look around. I probably still have that somewhere. Uh, if you don't, I think I might. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know. I, so. I, I left it there, and I, I wonder if you ended up with it. I mean, some it, it's it's it was it was safe. What's great is he was in there twice. He was in the shot, both the shock G and his Humpty Hump. But um, yeah, that was that was sad. Meant to bring that up last week. We had so much draft stuff to go over, and now, whoo, big weekend. You, it was your anniversary too. So man, you had it a deal was, draft so, yeah. anniversary. Whew. You recovered yet? Sure. Yeah. Wonderful. Well, I, I think I'm starting to get back into it, except the problem is all my regular articles are gone. Like I used to, I had mock draft Monday, although I was sad because, you know, every week it was, yeah, I had to, you know, sing manic Monday, but instead say mock draft Monday. That's just what I would do. Um, but that's gone. So I'm glad the song's gone. Um, 
then I would be doing, I was reviewing draft classes, various other things. The only thing I have left now is Vertex, which we didn't do one last week because of the draft, and we're not doing one this week because Jeffrey's continued doing film breakdown. But we have an interesting series we're going to start the next week. So make sure you're checking that out at BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers. But tonight we're doing our arthritic knee reaction to the draft, which is, for those of you that do not know, Big Brosco is the author of our knee-jerk reaction articles. And when he is unable to do it, I cover for him. So we both kind of we both were given some knee-jerk reactions through the through the website. And of course, I was on the podcast too. So now we've got some time. So old old Arthur set in. We got the arthritic knee acting up on us since it's been a few days since we had to flex it so much. But before we dive into those reactions that we get now that we're a few days into it, one piece of news to talk about, and that was I had to write the article today that um, not surprised, not upset about it. Big Al moved on to the Baltimore Ravens. Knew it was coming. Uh, yeah, we knew it was coming. And of Still course, doesn't make me happy about it, but you know. Well, the biggest thing that doesn't make there. you happy is that they waited for the deadline to pass for the compensatory formula. So Big Al, that would have been worth a fifth-round pick for the Steelers, isn't. And he would have canceled a fourth-round pick for the Ravens. So I can't believe I just said that name. It just I, I think it just threw up in my mouth a little bit. For that dirty team, east of here. Anyway, it's funny because... The, the funny it, thing about mm-hmm. it, though, is the fact that they waited so long, you know, till that till it wouldn't cost them in the compensatory for formula. All right, but then they turn around or paying him seven million a year. Yeah, I can't That's think that many people wanted him. Then, well, apparently there was some late action. I think they said the Dolphins were one of them. I don't think the Steelers ever really were. Um, he was. I I put it in the article. He was the highest rated. Offensive lineman of the Steelers this past season, according to Pro Football Focus. But his play did decline as the season went on. A lot of people noted that 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 was how it worked. Um, But I don't know if that was just him or the overall team, if you know what I mean. They're going to move him to right tackle because they have a left tackle. That's why Brown wanted traded because he didn't want to have – Ronnie Staley got injured. Orlando Brown was Orlando. I'm pretty sure. I don't. Yeah. They're Ravens. I don't really care what their names are. He got moved to the left tackle. Didn't want to go back to the right tackle spot, so he has to be traded. So they bring in Big Al, who if he's going to play, he's going to have to go to right tackle, and never played right tackle, really significantly. I mean, he started every game for the Steelers for the last five years at left tackle, and the last ten games of the year before that. So. Now he's a right, right tackle, so two times a year he's going up against one Mr. Trent Jordan Watt, which is going to be that quite interesting be there. Yeah, yes, it will that'll be. be interesting to see. A lot of people were scratching their head. The Ravens were like, oh, yeah, we went out and got I'm like, do you not see the problem? He's not a run-blocking tackle, and they're a running team. You know, does this mean they're going to try to transition to be more of a passing team? I don't know. I just, you know, it's kind of that whole fit thing. And we're going to talk about that fit thing with some stuff um, coming up here when it comes to the draft. But kind of like, do you are the are, are the Bungles really going to use Mike Hilton in the way he needs to be used to do to do what he did with the Steelers? I don't know. Mm. Are the Ravens going to use Big Al in a way that he's going to be successful? I don't know. I've just I hope for him. 
It's not great all guy. Work, great, except for, you, know, you know, when we play them. I, yeah, I mean, I wish him all the best because great guy, great person, you know, gave the Steelers some really great years, but it was time. Um, so, you ready to dive in? Let's oh, go. programming note. We are doing something a little special during the second half of this show. This was something that was approached to be by someone else. Uh, we're actually going to be having some, some guest appearances coming up in the second half, and we are going to be transitioning to celebrating the dates today. Um, we will be discussing that topic instead. We, we're still going to have – it's still going to have Steeler stuff. But that's what's going to be going on the second half of the show. We thought about doing it almost like an after-party thing, but we're like, nah, let's let's keep it tight. So that's going to be part two. Some of you are like, yeah, I'm not going to stick around for this. I, I wish you would. You're going to you're gonna enjoy it. It's going to be a blast, especially when you see who we have with us. So we're going to get this all in part one. We're going to talk about our knee-jerk reactions. We're going to be doing our big question that we always throw out to the live chat. That's going to be the, at the end of part one. So you're not going to have to stick around in order to do that for part two. So we just wanted to give you all the heads up there. Rich, before Yo. we go through pick by pick, what's your overall arthritic knee reaction to the draft? Uh, my arthritic knee reaction was um, it was a Kevin Colbert Kind of draft. Yeah. Okay. Meaning? Meaning it wasn't minus the Najee Harris pick. It wasn't necessarily super flashy, but when you get done and really look at it, you say, hey, we got the kind of guys that we need to rebuild where we needed yeah. on the team. Yeah, I I was looking at a lot of the a lot of these picks checked off boxes of what the Steelers needed. Now some of them not as much, but we'll even talk about that. We'll throw yeah. in some maybe you um, undrafted free agents when we get to the end of this. So overall, I I liked it too. You've got to look at it as a whole because as it went, I was all right with the Najee Harris pick. I'm like, I at first I was like, oh, just. Everyone wanted the Steelers to go running back. And I'm like, I didn't want them to be that transparent. That wasn't as much as anything. I wanted them to have some ultimate plan. But really, when it came down to it, we took Najee Harrison in our draft with the live chat. Why? Yes, we did. Because that's the way the draft fell. Yep. To us. I was going to say, how many did we get? Did we get any others right beside that? Oh, no. <laughs> that was we, the only we, one. That's okay. We thought we'd get zero. So we thought we'd get zero. We, we got, got one. one. We got one. So we got, we got Najee Harris. That was it. So, and that was because that was the way that specific draft played out, you know, but I think the Steelers would have taken him anyway, but I'm really glad it didn't. I mean, some people were like, JOK, they could have had JOK and they could have had um, Tevin Jenkins. That was the two that they thought maybe you, you could have had that were there. Jenkins kept falling and JOK really fell because there was a big medical flag that came up with him at the last minute um, was what my understanding was. But I understand they went with the running back. And the more what you know, I don't fall in love with players before the Steelers draft them. But if you were like, okay, Najee Harris is a good player, don't want to fall in love with him, anything. When you start looking into Najee Harris, the person, now that he's a Pittsburgh Steelers, there is a lot to love. There is a lot to love. There is, I haven't got to check it all out, but Jeff Hartman highly recommends the, I think it's called Path to the Draft. That's on that's on YouTube. That's a, a kind of a, I think they're out the, up to part four now with Najee Harris doing this, this series. Great stuff. High character. 
Um, I like listening to him talk. Um, I thought he sounded like David Diggs, and then I looked at him and I thought he looked like David Diggs, um, who is, I said, who's in Hamilton, and he's on a Snowpiercer show on TNT, some other things he's done. Um, He was one of the Mr. Noodles on Sesame Street. You know, there's been about seven Mr. Noodles and a Mrs. Noodle, or Miss Noodle, sorry. Um, If you don't have little kids, you probably don't know what I'm talking about. (laughs) But... um, that's anyway, not, whatever that is, that's not Sesame Street. <laughs> it, it's from Elmo, Elmo's World. Um, no, that's so, not Sesame Street. <laughs> so, interesting guy. Let's go through. So, Najee Harris is picked. Wasn't surprised. Was fine with it. But uh, if someone would have been able to come out and blow him out of the water, that would have been great. So, so yes, um, that was awful. Yes. So it was what it was. So some people, I mean, I thought maybe he would be gone. And that's why the Steelers might have to go somewhere else. And it didn't work out the way. Did you like the tight end pick? That's the next one we're getting to. Okay. That was the one that bothered me. At At the time? At the time, yes. Now it does not. Correct. Go ahead. I was the same as you. I was mad when they made that pick. I said, why are we going tight end? We need to be going offensive line, particularly you'd love to be going center. Okay. Yeah. And I didn't become good with the second round pick until we made the third round pick. Exactly. And it didn't take long. I think the NFL network actually um, put up a couple pieces of tape of him while it was going on, you know, after, after the announcement. And I thought, Right away, I saw I saw this guy, and I said, "I know why the Steelers drafted him." Yeah, because they were showing him getting out in space and hitting people, and that's what the Steelers like to have for centers. That you know, the Steelers are one of the few teams that will pull their center. Yeah, I brought this up in the Slack channel several weeks before the draft. I said, "Okay, guys, all right, Jeff." All right, Kevin, you guys that have broken down college film of Matt Canada's system, and you guys know more about what Canada wants to do. I said, this is what I want to know. Are the Steelers still going to be pulling their centers with Matt Canada? And they said, yeah, probably. It's what the Steelers do. I said, now my question is, who's the best center in the draft to do that? And they got to talk, and they're like, well, none of them really stand out. It's not Dickerson. It's not blah, blah, blah. Like, like the one who's more athletic is probably Creed Humphrey, so he might be your best bet to do that. But that's not really something that he does. So that's why I was more set on Creed Humphrey. I'm like, he fits the mold, the best of what's in this draft as to what the Steelers do at center. Here was the problem. We were just, we were just looking Kendrick, at centers. Kendrick Green wasn't just a center. He was also a guard, and a lot of places had him listed at guard because they thought he would fit better in as guard for most NFL teams. But most NFL teams don't pull their center like the Steelers do. Yep. So therefore, in the Steelers system, he fits just as good as a center as he does a guard. And they, who knows? You might find out that he's better at guard. And I don't know if it was Kevin or Jeffrey or someone brought – I think it might have been Kevin – brought this up that said – it could be that he's going to be guard after DeCastro is is done his career, and the Steelers bring in a different center if that's more of his strength, or he could set a win at center. Right. But as soon as I saw this kid, I'll call him a kid because I'm old. As soon as I saw this guy, I said, 
it all makes sense. It's, you know, everyone's like, they could have had Creed. They could have had Creed. You want to know what? Creed might be a better known center, but he, but Green fits what they want to do even better. And the fact that they didn't have to get him for another round made sense. And since he was that guy, Hold on. thank you, thank Tyler. You, Tyler. W, three to two when we went on the air, and now the Penguins are up four to two. That's good. But if if that was your guy and other people might take him in the fourth, then you take him in the third because if you wanted him that bad. And they did that. They did that right. They did that well. And then that's why I'm like, well, shoot, if that's what they were going to do there. Right. Um, if they already had their mind made up on that guy, mm-hmm. you're definitely not taking that guy in round two. No, you're not going to take him in round two. So then in round two, you're saying, well, what can we do in round two? Well, when you can get the second best tight end in the draft, then in round yeah. two, and we kind of have a need to, to have another tight end drafting. Yeah. To which then to me, it made a lot more sense. You know, and some of Kevin Colbert's drafts through the years have done that to me. I've sat there scratching my head thinking, what is he doing? And it's not till the draft over is over that you can figure out what the plan was, that they actually had a plan and they followed a plan. Yeah. Yeah, it, it just that's why I said, and I, I I said it on how many podcasts already, whether you listen to my breaking news podcast or my other stuff that we did on YouTube, I fell into my own trap and that's I believed and I believed my own numbers. I fell into my own trap of wait, you've got to see that they're going to address stuff later. But to me, you know, being the offensive line guy, I'm like, don't not do that. And I and I believe the numbers of the acclimation period that your first and seconds really get acclimated, and your thirds, twenty five percent chance they're going to contribute as rookies. I don't think that's going to be the case here. I think they're right. they're they're. Let's just say this: they think he could have been a round two guy, but they didn't need to take him there. Which also really turns into their next pick, their fourth straight offensive pick in Dan Moore Jr. out of A and M. A lot of I, one of the first things that I heard about him was in a in a year with regular offensive line, he probably goes in round two. And that's a, we should have known this was coming. Colbert tipped us off on Monday. He said there's a lot of you know starter ready centers and tackles in this draft that can be had in rounds three and four. I mean, he he said it right on Monday, and then that's what they did. So I loved it. Tight end was a position of need. The Steelers needed another tight end. Their own, you know, but that was one of the positions that they could have addressed in free agency if it didn't fall their way in the draft. So when it did, they went with it. If it wouldn't have, then you, there, you know, there might have been a free agent signing already this week. So when you have all those different needs, you're, you're going to have to address something in another way. So that's the first four picks. Anything else you want to say? I kind of went over. Over the yeah, not of the quick. first four, but I want to bring up because you know Wes said something over in the live chat. You know, it was like, well, was that your same thinking with uh, you know the one pick that kind of left us all scratching our heads big time, even when the draft was over? Oh, th- we haven't got that far. Uh, I know. <laughs> I know. He brought. He was wondering yeah. if we felt the same, and we're going to get to. We'll that. get there. We'll get there. We got to move through this. Okay. One thing I will say about Dan Moore is I like the situation because obviously the Steelers feel like it's going to be Banner and Chooks. And they also have Joe Hag in case. So it's one of those things that if Moore comes in and tears it up, then you got to get him on the field. 
you know, or, or he might get the Kevin Dotson treatment. That might be the round four thing that they do. Even if he's tearing up, they might be holding him back. It's hard to say, but he doesn't have to step in there right now. So it kind of, it kind of fits into that mold. So I kind of like the boxes that they checked right off the bat. It seems like they were doing things more to the running game, but I'll be, I'll be honest with you. I mean, having a, having a running back and another tight end, that's really, that's really going to help out one Benjamin Todd Roethlisberger. So then we moved on to their fifth pick, which was the compensatory pick in round four, which they got for Javon Hargrave. And they went with linebacker, Buddy Johnson. Was not on my radar at all. What did you think of that one? Um, Wasn't really on my radar, but another one that I started looking at the tape and was like, um, kind of fit the Steeler mold. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, See, I wasn't up, put it this way. I wasn't that, no. I didn't know who he was. And I told you a lot of times the further you get in the draft, the less I know these guys, because I just don't follow a whole lot. Yeah. Um, coming out of college football. So it was a real quick, have to dive in, look at a few things. And I said, huh? Okay. He kind of, I don't want to say plays that Steeler style linebacker. I can yeah. see why they kind I of were interested. Yep. Yep. I And I said after they made the pick, when I came onto the YouTube channel after I finished um, on the very end of their show, I'm like, this almost, I felt this was a, we have a big gap in the draft. We don't draft again until round six. Now that ended up not being the case, you know, which I want to come to something about this later. You know, we don't draft again until round six we need to grab him now or he's not going to be available. Right. That he probably wasn't a fourth round pick. He was probably more of a fifth or early sixth round pick. But if you want him, you're going to have to take him if you don't pick again. So they took that pick. I'm fine with that pick. And the more I see him, the more I like the, the leadership qualities. Does it mean that he's going to come in and contribute right away? No, he's going to be a special teams guy. That's what he's going to be. And he might be a guy that gets in the field. So, Completely fine with that pick. We'll see how that pans out. It's a fourth-round pick. Then them trading into the fifth round is where it got interesting. Part of me almost was wondering if the Steelers were trying to see if they could get back into the fifth round. Because this is complete, I don't know. My own thought, I could be way off base here. I wonder if they were trying to see if they could get back into the fifth before they made their last fourth pick. And that way they could take Buddy Johnson in that pick and could have done something else in round four that was more of a luxury and they didn't have it set up. And then next thing you know, the Dolphins are like, yeah, we'll take that trade. And they're like, you know what? We might as well go pick somebody. You know, maybe that's what they did. Or maybe they were really after Loudermick the whole time. But KT Smith's been breaking down this film and he keeps being like, I just don't see it. I, I just don't see it. I don't see it. I don't see it. Now, we also have to remember, last year, Jeff Jeffrey Benedict's film breakdown article of Carlos Davis, Jeff had to change the title, Jeff, Jeff Hartman, because his t- original title was Carlos Davis is not good at football. Because <laughs> this is what he said. <laughs> he said his tape is terrible or whatever. But I tell you, he got into the Steelers. You got Carl Dunbar. I'm sorry, you still have Coach John Mitchell as a, as the assistant head coach. So he's kind of probably getting his hands on all kinds of stuff. And you got these guys working with Carlos Davis. He's the guy getting snaps at the playoff game. 
Bugs was inactive. Mondo was only on, on special teams. Davis was the one who got snaps in the playoff game. So, and then, then looking at his snaps after the season, Jeffrey Bennett's like, this is crazy how much this guy's improved. Maybe they're seeing s- certain things with Loudermilk that they're thinking the same thing. I don't see it now. That's my biggest head scratcher now. But it, it could be you turn around and be like, oh, that was terrible. Or next thing you know, we'll, we'll turn around in two years and we're like, how in the world did we ever question that pick? Man, oh, man, did they know what they were doing. It's probably going to be one or the other. So what do you think? I, I, I think a lot of that's a play. Um, somebody, I think, somewhere said it in the live chat, and it's funny because I was wondering the same thing and watching some of the tape, you know, that uh, Jeffrey was bouncing around on this guy. Mm-hmm. I was like, on!" I look at this guy. Would he be better suited to be playing offensive tackle at six foot seven? I don't know. Yeah, it, it, it's so, it's so funny, um, but it's it's great. It, they must the Steelers must not have really cared for their depth on the defensive line because they they returned everybody, and this was a position that I felt like they didn't even need to address. So it would have been one thing to draft it. It's another thing to trade in yep, to draft. There you go. Which that, I thought was interesting. That was my biggest issue that we traded in and then drafted that. Yeah. That's what didn't make sense. Yeah. So, so and I mean, and it's so funny because like right away, Jerry Dulock was, he put him down as an edge rusher. And I'm like, this dude's 6'7", 295. Well, apparently he dropped 20 pounds for his pro day to show that he could be an edge rusher. I think, honestly, he might be a better fit in a 4-3 defensive end, but he was playing mm-hmm. a 3-4 in college. I don't know. But obviously they changed that real quick that, no, he's a defensive lineman. So they've talked about even having him play as far down in his nose all the way in. So it'll be interesting to see. This is just going to be one of the things of, of, of right, let's no, wait. We need, another, we need another guy to replace Big Dan. Yeah. So, well, they got another Big Dan because that's Dan Moore's nickname, but at least that's on the good side of the ball. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that's the big head scratcher. Let's hit the let's hit the the, the last three picks here. Um, then they come in. They pick Quincy Roche, um, two from the U. Steal, yeah, that was a steal. I was asked this question. I was asked, would you feel better if they would have taken Roche in the fifth when they traded in, and then Louderbrook in the sixth? Absolutely. Yeah, probably would have even felt better if they took Roche in the fourth, four B, and they traded in for Johnson and did Louderbrook. I would have been fine with it. That would have been a whole different perspective. But the fact that they got Roche where they did and they needed depth at edge, I like the pick. I'm hoping he can step in and do some stuff right away. Anything else you want to say about him? Uh, He's a steal. (laughs) I think he could play more than the three players drafted in front of him, possibly even combined. You know, although I, yes, do, think, that kind of I, I do think Johnson's that kind of going to get some is, teams. That kind of potential yep. is there with him. Yes. Yep. So that's that's really interesting. So then that you went that pick. Then you went with the corner that now, even after I did the depth chart, they're now saying they're moving him to safety, which to me, I don't know, makes as much sense. I mean, to me, he's a sub-package guy. Everything I've read about yeah. him was he was the typical nickel corner. So I don't know if they're going to make him a dime safety or what but that was um why can't i remember for oklahoma 
And why is his name suddenly escaping me all of a sudden? Um, I just remember Coach Tom Trey, calling him the Swiss Trey Army Norwood. Knife. It's Trey Norwood. Yeah, I almost said almost said Greenwood. I'm like, no, Green was in the third round. So, uh, and I knew it wasn't right. That's why I said it was escaping me. So they went there. Understand it, but they also loaded up with some with some corners in undrafted free agents, like the guy they got out of Michigan State. Um, um, I can't remember his name now. Shaka, not Shaka, you know, whatever. They got the Michigan, Michigan State um, corner. Then they also have a safety from Penn State that they got. Let's Lamont Wood, I do believe. They added some, they added some depth guys in that secondary where if you think about it, where if you're adding, I think it was two corners and two safeties as undrafted free agents, as well as one draft in the seventh round, you're basically adding five guys and hoping maybe two of them stick. Shakur, Shakur Brown. Thank you. Very good. I knew it was, I kept thinking of Shaka Tony, you know, who I think might've been their pick in round six in round six, if it wasn't for Roche being there. Um, so, so yeah, because like Lamont Wade, I don't know if he's a corner. All these guys are like sub package guys. I like that that they're like we're just going to get a bunch of them and see who can who who can do the job. Who can kind of like it. yep. And yep. then uh, before we before we finish up to get my to our favorite, big question, one of my favorite picks of the draft. Oh my goodness, it's funny. It was I mean one of the few guys I the only other guy I ever had in a mock that the Steelers took, other than Najee Harris was Presley Harvin III, the punter out of Georgia Tech. Love the pick as much of anything for one Jefferson Hartman. Um, looks like he can boom the ball. I'm not down on Jordan Berry like Jeff is, but I'll be honest with you. If you can get somebody better, you get somebody better. And they had already made eight picks in the draft. You're talking about the very end of the draft. You didn't want to fight for this guy. Honestly, if they don't, chances are, if they don't think they can get the guy from Michigan State, the the corner is an undrafted yeah. free agent. They probably draft him there, but instead they went with the punter. So because you know several teams probably would have fought for the punter. So they're like, let's not fight right. for him. Let's just draft him. So love that one. Love that one. So um, anything else you want to say before I get to our big question? So then we can roll into part two. No, um, enjoyed the draft overall. I'd give it a B to a B plus. Um, I gave it a B you know, plus. It, it, it was solid, article. not it was solid, not perfect. So our grades now are just how we feel about what they did and what they replaced. It's all going to come down to how they perform in the next. How they years. perform over the next couple of years so, that you can definitively put a stamp on that draft. Yep. Grades now are fun, but they're really worthless. Three years from now, grading this draft. I mean, come on, I I still get a kick out of it. And Bob Labriola actually shared this. I think it might have been this morning of talking of the 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 Pittsburgh Post Gazette breakdown after day one of the nineteen seventy four draft because back then they did rounds one through five in day one and the rest in the in day two and they're like yeah they got a good wide receiver in in um in Swan but they didn't need to take another one they didn't address the offensive line they didn't address tight end um Ham that's a hand. It wasn't him. It was Lambert, right? Which yes, it was Lambert. One. Is that I, I wrong linebacker? They're like they're like Lambert might be your because they they mentioned him in this um, might be your fifth best linebacker on the team, and everyone else is a bunch of question marks. 
and it's the greatest NFL draft in history <laughs> by yeah. any team. So that just goes to show how it goes down. So here's our quick question. You're going to answer it. I'm going to answer it. Okay, you only get one. If you do more than one, you're done. But it is, who was your favorite pick? Okay. Mine's easy. Mine's easy. And it's only because I got to see that video after we made the pick of the guy. And that would be one uh, Mr. Green. Um, You like that Any dude that gets off the phone with the Steelers, gets excited, throws and breaks his sunglasses, (laughs) looks like he's about to rip off his shirt and go to war um, with somebody, was... uh, my favorite pick. It was more his reaction afterwards. And I'm like, that guy is going to hit guy is going to hit people. Yep. So, yep. So I already put it out there and it, it jumped on me. Woo. Did I hit that one? I didn't mean to. Woo. These are just, there we go. All right, here we go. Um, trying to get here. Ryan Kellerman says green. That was mine as yep. well. Cree says Harvin. Don't blame me there. Um, Wes, he says Presley Harvin the third. That was his favorite. Um, a lot of people like that. Uh, Exo Sports says Green. Um, oh man, why I think that's going? your next one. Uh, yep, we both had said uh, Reginald River says Green. Michael Mallet says Green. Um, AJ, I'm not bringing it up. You did too. Um, sorry, just doesn't work that way. Um, is that Demetrios? Is that what that is? He yep. says Najee Harris. Javier says Najee Harris. Yeah, did, not huh? Najee. You're right. Yeah, I'm not wrong. Okay. Hair. Um, Kyle Smith, I don't know if he was answering his the question or responding to others of Presley Harvin, LOL. Okay, Never Ender says Najee. Okay. Um, which is funny. You know what is I found out what what his middle name is. What? I think, I think someone said it's Jerome. Okay. Yeah. Very cool. Um, that could have been a, a joke, but if it really is, that, I don't that's know. fantastic. Okay. But- Richard McKinney says Harris. Uh, Mark Davison says and not Najee. Um, he says the rookie record. I mean, come on, Chase Claypool was rookie. I mean, um, if not, it's Franco that has like with the rushing record. Um, Justo says Najee. Um, more people that are cheating because they're trying to say two names. I won't bring it up. Stacy says Harris. Donald, I'm gonna give it to him. He says Lamont Wade, undrafted pick. I'm okay with that. That's okay. where we go there. Um, I'm going to bring it up. It's a long one. It says Loudermilk. Hear me, hear me out. Watching him at Wisconsin, I said it at the beginning. He would be a solid O-lineman. And sounds like that's what Pitts wants. I don't think they're moving him to O-line. I don't. But that, that would be interesting. Um, um, Nathaniel Zarate says Harvin. Solarverse 6 says Frermuth. Frothy Muth, as Jeff likes to say. Yeah. Uh, Jerry Cherubin likes Harris. Muth. I can't wait to do that in Hinesville. Yeah, time. I know. Uh, Mark Tobin says Najee. Okay. Brian says Najee, Offensive Rookie of the Year. Okay. Um, Bert says Harris. Um, I think this is Ezra's answer. He didn't have another one already, did yeah. he? No. So Ezra says, worst rushing tag of the league, Najee. Let's go, my Steeler Nation. Tyler W. says Najee. I, I, I understand people liking it. I, I like too. It's so funny because I wasn't as big on Najee and Freyermuth until after they got green. And it, and yep. that's why I like green so much is because it makes me appreciate those first two picks even, even more. more. Yep. Brian Brown says Roche. I could totally, that was my number two guy. I'd really like that one too. 
Um, John C. says Harris. Mike says Roche. Matt Stufko says Moose. Lumberjack says Roche just for the value. Totally say. Yeah. Okay. AJ, AJ had to pick one. He says fine. Harris, barely. Okay. <laughs> um, there's another Jeff with a G. Um, Shakur Brown. He likes that one as well. Okay. Double HH says Harvard Hound. He's a Harv. Sorry, I said Harvard, didn't I? Yeah. Harvin Hound. Okay. So um, let's see. David says Q for the U. I, I hope that catches on. That was the one I went with for Andrew's pick. I like that. Bill says Najee, period. Okay. Um, I don't even know how to say that. Panero. Five, yeah, we'll say that. Punter. Yeah. Which is shocking that he's got, you know, with the Michigan stuff on. Um, Eric says Quincy. And Steeler Chick 46 says Najee Harris is my favorite pick. Um, I skipped again. My goodness. Where are Here, we? I got the next one. Owen okay, Holt thank you. says Najee Harris, but love them all. Yep. Okay. Pradeep says Najee. Um, okay. Lumberzak says that was fake. It's not Jerome. Uh, I would love it if it was. I, I heard that and I'm like, that that would just be too fitting. So I'm like, I, I had a feeling it wasn't really true. Um, do you see any more of this a name? Hold on, okay. just looking. Do, 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 do. <laughs> People are like, pen, pens are up. Oh, six so. Thank you, Tyler. What's that? So we need to wrap up the first part of this show because we went over a little bit because yep. the second part's going to be lots of fun. It's May the 4th, so we're going to be rolling into that. We're going to make it some Steeler stuff. So if you're with us here at YouTube or Facebook, stick around if you want to hear some uh, interesting sports slash fantasy talk and um if that's not your thing we completely understand and if you're here on the on the audio side go ahead and click over to part two uh just to hear a little bit of the fun that we're going to be having so stick around we'll be right back anatomy of an ad subconsciously trigger emotions through music perfect define an opportunity imagine talking to millions of people across the u.s like i am now identify a problem Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did to create this ad. To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. 
Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad... To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai.